Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. It's brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion. All right here. Adams Brown. Strategic allies and CPAs going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And a good afternoon and welcome into Tiger Talk. This is Gerard Welbrock and it's good to have you with us here on this Wednesday. Another good program lined up for you today. We kind of get a little more crossover here. We're going to talk some women's soccer as they gear up for the NCAA uh, Division II Central Regional this weekend. They'll be in action Friday in Emporia. Uh, we'll talk some basketball. Talia Cars joining us for the first time. Mark Johnson a little bit later on in the program. And then we'll also uh, wrap up the football season with head coach Chris Brown toward the end of the program. So we're certainly glad to have you a part of it. And as we say each and every show, we'd love to have you participate. You can ask a question for the coach. All you have to do if you're uh, not in the audience today, if you're listening to us, Go to the FHSU Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. Click on the Fans tab. You'll get that drop-down menu, and you'll see Ask the Coach. Submit your question if we use it. Chance to win a T-shirt from the four-day state athletic office. And, of course, for all of our uh, in-house guests here today, good crowd here at Tiger Club, uh, you can submit a question at uh, your table, and they'll bring it up to us, and we'll try to get it on in uh, the, the program. Again, we're going to talk some basketball, talk some football, but right now we're going to talk a little Women's soccer, second year in a row, fourth time in program history. The Tigers headed to the NCAA tournament. Tyson John, the head coach of the Tiger women, join us. Uh, first off, congratulations. Uh, I, I know after the, the loss in the to Central Missouri, a heartbreaker in the conference tournament, had to be some um, some nerves, anxious nerves. And then, unfortunately, you had to wait all the way till Monday evening. That's a long way to where you think you're in, but you just you never know. That that had to be um, excruciatingly painful at no, times. It was. I mean, that, that we wished that they would do that on Sunday, yeah. you know, so we had a little bit of time because we weren't sure if we were going to go to Minnesota or where we were going to be. And, at, you know, at one point we thought maybe we'd be able to host, and that was would have been ideal for us <laughs> because, you know, we love playing at home. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to be – still in the race well it did i mean it was great obviously a great body of work all season long and um, um and getting to the semis of the tournament uh, let's talk about uh, the 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 match in the semifinals number 15 central missouri 
you lose 1-0 uh, to a team that's obviously had a very good season. Uh, just tell us about the match. Obviously, yeah, you had some chances. It was a good one, and they just found a way to get the yeah, one it's, goal. Yeah, it's honestly the luckiest goal I've ever conceded as a coach. Um, the girl went to cross it. She was looking over. She hit it with her left foot. She's a right-footed player. It went off of her toe, and it swung out, and it hit the turf and bounced the opposite direction, <laughs> and it hit the post and went in, and I just went, you got to be kidding me. Um, probably our best performance against Central Missouri um, year to date, at least since I've been here. Uh, we battled. I mean, we battled that entire match. They had four shots on target. We had three. Um, we had, I felt like, the best chance of the game outside of the goal that went in. Um, but no, and I told the team after you know, after the game, I said, it's not an ideal result, but if we're going to lose, that's how you lose. You leave it all out there. And, and I said, I'm very proud of our performance. And I walk around still with my head held high and you should too. And we're not out of this. And they were kind of feeling like, well, we probably won't get in now. And I said, mm, I think you're probably wrong. <laughs> I've been doing this a little bit longer than you. Um, so I said, yeah, like we're, we're in prime position. Everybody that was behind us, um, you know, was already out. They were knocked out in the, in the, um, in the quarterfinal match. And then, two four seeds win it so i mean it's been a crazy year especially during the tournament time and that's the best thing about the tournament is that anything can happen well talk about your team a little bit i know you, you've battled some injuries you've, you've been pretty consistent though through all of that uh, i would think you have to be feeling pretty good about uh, where you're at and, and how you're playing going into the ncaa absolutely i think that you know once they know that we can go out and we can put in a 90 minute performance like we did against central missouri that we can go out and we've already got a result over emporia and we know it's going to take every bit of that 90 minutes for us to, to get that done and get that done well. Um, but, yeah, very confident. Yesterday was probably our best training session all year. Um, they were following directions. They were they were buzzing. <laughs> they were talking. They, they were being very focused on their technique. And so, um, yeah, another good day of training. And then we hit the road tomorrow at 8 a.m. We'll talk about Emporia and the match coming up here on Friday in just a little bit. All-conference team came out. and they were Happy with the selections. I know, obviously, everybody wants to get a few more on there. But uh, um, I, I sense maybe not. You thought you maybe should add a few more. I, I did. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, you know, we've given up 12 goals. We're right. the second you know, leading defense in, in uh, the MIAA, and we're top 10 in the country. And Yeah, to only have one first-teamer. Yeah, that's done, <laughs> especially when teams below you um, are getting the same amount of people on there. And I just felt like uh, we had a few individuals that deserved to be on first team. You know, I felt like Riley Madden deserved to be there as well. Uh, felt like Isabel Robin deserved to be there as well. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it was a little bit uh, – I was curious on how <laughs> they got to that. Um, but, you know, we just have to go and, and show them that – this is why we should have had more people on there. Do you use that as a little motivation? I'm sure your Absolutely. team will do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Emporia State. That'll be at 1 o'clock on Friday in Emporia. And, and I guess, I mean, you talk about teams got to be feeling good. They, they go out and they win the conference tournament, and they, they won the whole thing, uh, knocked off Central. Um, they're playing some pretty good soccer right now. They are hot. They're on an eight-game unbeaten streak at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they're playing as good as they as they can be for the moment uh you know they still have the all-time leading goal scorer demarco um so she broke the record this year and she's continued to score goals we've usually done a pretty good job at not letting her get as many looks um so yeah we look to do that i mean it's, it's going to be a bloodbath i think it's going to be the most physical game that you will ever see our team play because they have so many seniors we have so many seniors and so when that score tilts one way or the other, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way because people don't have much to lose, and, and they're a physical team. So as long as I can keep it from turning into a fist fight, 
I feel like I had a job well done. <laughs> You've had success against them. What, you played to a draw earlier this year. Uh, I think that was at home. You beat them at, at their place. What was successful? What do you have to repeat? And uh, what do you have to do to, to try to replicate that to, to get a win and advance on to the second round? Well, I, I think that that game for us was a big turning point where, you know, I looked at it last year, and I, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where I said, you know, championship soccer, we're – we're a team that likes to build up. We like to possess the ball, possession with purpose. We can still unlock defenses with, with few passes. Um, but we're going to have to play the game on their side of the field. And so for us, um, I decided that the way that it ended up last year, that I was going to change that way that we could play more of an attacking style, create more chances, win more corner kicks. And because the more that we're on their half, the better off we're going to be. Just talk about what it means to get back to the to the tournament. As we said, second year in a row. It's the first time in four-day state women's soccer history that you've gone in back-to-back years, fourth time in, in program history. Just what that means. I know you're busy out recruiting right now. You mentioned a very senior-laden team. You've got a lot of people to replace. But the, the fact you're still playing and you're into the NCAA, what does, what does that do for the program? No, I think it's I think it's great, and it's very exciting on where the program is going. And so, um, you know, these people have put in the hard work. The, the girls are great. And so, you know, we just need to keep bringing in those quality type of student athletes blue collar and uh, I think that we're on our way to being able to replace them the best way that we can uh, <laughs> you know moving forward but uh, you know we brought in some new talent I think Allison Worley um, has really showed that you know 510 striker I brought in from Daytona State um, got, I'm looking at another center back Jamaican national team player from Daytona State 511 uh, another striker that's 511 so yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna change, but hopefully we're gonna be a bigger, a more physical team because I think that this conference um, requires that, and I think that that was the big change that Washburn made this year. Is you know they I think the average of on their team is around five eight five nine. They have one or two players that are on the smaller side, but outside of that, they're a very big physical team, and I think that that's what it takes to be able to be consistent. You know, we always talk about you do well in the MIAA and the MIAA tournament. You've got a, a good chance to do well once you get to the national tournament. Unfortunately, it's kind of like a mini MIAA tournament, which is a testament to how good uh, the soccer is, and we see it in all sports. But, I mean, there's there's a, a lot of MIAA schools that, that, that are playing still this weekend. I'm not sure how much brain power they have over there in, the, uh, in, the, in those uh, committees because – they could have changed one match, one match, and would have put us, and they did it last year so that, you know, we didn't have to go and play another MIAA mm-hmm. team up uh, in Minnesota. One match, if they moved us to the six where we were already, we would have played St. Cloud, Emporia would have played Bemidji, and you would have had every single team playing another team from another conference. It's exhausting playing yeah. a conference tournament and then playing the second round of a conference tournament. But if we do the job, when we do the job on Thursday or Friday, uh, yeah, we're, we're guaranteed to play a Minnesota opponent and somebody from outside the conference. Yeah, it'd be nice if it happens in basketball all the time. I, I agree with you. I don't know why they do it, but they do. Um, you mentioned uh, heading out. You're going to practice there. Uh, just your plans and uh, what you go about now between now and uh, the match on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we train tonight. We leave at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, we'll drive straight into Emporia's Field. We'll train at 12.15 to 1.15, get some lunch, check into the hotel, <laughs> Get it, feed him a really good steak dinner on on uh, Thursday night, and then yeah, we we got to be up early. We have him meeting three hours before the match. We play an, uh, an early match, not the earliest match, mm-hmm. uh, one p.m. And so yeah, we'll be eating three hours before the game and. Let's go get the job done. Yeah, it sounds good. Hopefully it's a, a good result and you get to spend the, the weekend in Emporia. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, congratulations. Great job. It's been a great season. Thank Obviously, you. you've, you've, you've you know, broken a lot of records and have done some great things and uh, getting back to the tournament in, in, in kind of a way. I mean, it's like, as you said, you, your senior-laden group, you want to do well, but what do you have to lose? I mean, it's kind of, you know, 
playing with house buddy. Just go out there and let it out there and see where it goes. That's exactly what we're going to do. Um, and, and this group is, is more than capable of doing that. And so uh, I, I would say that at the moment – we are playing the best soccer that we have been all season, even through the injuries and whatnot. So for me, uh, I could not be more proud and more excited to go and have this opportunity and take advantage of it. All right. Appreciate it. Tyson, congratulations. Keep it rolling. Good luck at Emporia. Thank you. There Thank you, you go. Everyone. That is Tyson John, the head women's soccer coach. Again, that'll be at 1 o'clock on Friday in Emporia. And it'll, of course, uh, be uh, streamed. There'll be a link on the four-day state athletics website uh, through the NCAA, but uh, you'll be able to to watch that match again 1 o'clock on Friday. Tiger Talk brought to you in part by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine in, carry out, or delivery, you've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and talk some women's basketball. Talia Cars makes her debut on Tiger Talk next right here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. If you haven't heard, land is in demand. Hi, this is Mitch Keeley, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you've ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. I would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you're interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-0492 or visit whitetailproperties.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now's the perfect time to knock out some fall projects, and a John Deere compact tractor loader has the muscle you need to get the job done. Head over to BTI John Deere to talk with their expert sales team and learn what's right for you, or visit btiequip.com. They service what they sell, and their team is ready to help you with your to-do list, big and small. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street in Hayes, is ready for you to stop by. And if you're not in the mood to eat out, eat in at your own home by having the Taco Shop deliver. On special this month, the Taco Burger, $249, Taco Supreme, $259, and the Chicken Burrito, $479. Come on down to the Taco Shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. Come down to the Taco Shop. Looking for a dump down into Hollenbeck. Hollenbeck catches, catches, scores, and that's 1,000 career points for Olivia Hollenbeck. 1,000 points and the 25th player in Tiger history to hit 1,000 career points. 2-0, Fort Hay State. Yeah, get that out of the way right out of the gate on Friday. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're talking some women's basketball. Talia Carr's Joining us for the first time on the show, the new head women's coach at Fort Hayes State. Uh, thanks to Dustin for filling in and uh, doing the two games up in St. Joe. You may want him to do them all. <laughs> uh, great start. Um, uh, congratulations. Uh, you've been in the program a long time, a player, a GA, assistant coach, now the head coach. Uh, was it everything you expected, your first collegiate game officially? I definitely hoped to get the two wins. Um, <laughs> but we knew going into it that especially Saturday was going to be a battle and it was going to be tough. And um, 
they played great. They played together. They played as a team. The bench morale was awesome. It was a lot of fun to be a part of, and um, it was it was definitely nice to get those two wins. Well, and we heard the highlight. Uh, Olivia was right on the cusp of of a thousand points. Uh, was it designed to go to her and get it out of the way? I'm sure just the way it worked out. But it was nice, a nice milestone to to get out of the way early, and then you could go concentrate on the, playing basketball the rest of the way. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a bad coach or not. I had no idea. <laughs> had no idea until. They told me after the game, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. And, like, the girls – I don't know if the girls knew or not. Um, I got on the bus afterwards, and I said, Liv got her thousandth point. And I, I think their par- her parents maybe had told her, but I don't think anybody even knew. Um, so it was really cool that it happened that way and happened that fast. And it was exciting. It might not – I mean – Going in, I mean, you could see they, they were kind of rebuilding and they were a young team. You're, you're an experienced squad. But it looked like your team handled that pretty well and uh, kind of stuck to task and uh, played a pretty, pretty solid game for all four quarters. Yeah, we um, tried to do a little bit of different things on the ball screens um, than the girls were used to, and so they were questioning it a little bit, I think, <laughs> going into the game. Um, but they did a great job of, of trying to do what I was asking them to do and, and worked really hard at that. And then we kind of tried to do something different the next day. Um, and so I think that was encouraging for them to, I want to do it this way today so that the next day they think we're going to do that and we're not. And so I think they really took a hold of that and, and made it happen. Obviously, you've been around the program a little bit, but every coach has their own ideas and philosophies and puts their own mark on it. What are maybe some of the differences, how you're going about it, and just maybe how you run your offense and defense than, than what uh, Coach Hobson did prior to that? I think in the past we've always really enjoyed running it. Um, I'm trying to do it in, in a different way maybe a little bit, but we're still trying to get up and down the floor mm-hmm. as, as fast as we can, and we want to shoot a lot of layups. And um, We're shooting the ball pretty well right now too, and we didn't see that as much in the first half of each game, but then the second half we came out in both of them and, and kind of got our feet under us, I think, and, and made some shots, and so that's been really exciting to watch. I was going to ask you about that, uh, the, the three-point shooting. I mean, you look at the numbers. They're okay. But you did. Second half, I mean, you, you shot at a very high percentage, and it seems like that was an element that this group missed last year, that consistent three-point shooting. And, and you've seen these these ladies in practice and, and, and show glimpses of it. You feel that it's kind of coming together? Because obviously that's such a game-changer. Yeah. You can knock that shot in. And, I mean, they're all good basketball players. They wouldn't be here if they weren't good, and they've they've got to believe it. And I think that's something that – I'm really trying to hone in on is that they believe that they're good shooters and they believe they can make shots and our inside presence is phenomenal. And so when we can get that outside presence doing the same thing, then it's, it's pretty impossible to stop. All right. You turned around, you had the nice win over Minot, and then you had to play Minnesota state and, and obviously they battled some injuries. Uh, their, their best player uh, bat the point guard has been out, which is unfortunate. And we talk about, you know, the importance of these games, and they've had a difficult schedule. They played in one of those early ones. I mean, they're probably one of the best teams in the region, and they're kind of in a situation and they don't get healthy quickly. They may be out of the NCAA picture, which is unfortunate, but still a good team, and we've seen them before, and it was a tight one here. Uh, that, that was a good win against a, a good opponent, whether she played or not. Yeah, no, uh, our girls were hungry. They were <laughs> they were ready to get them, get them back, and um, we lost to a buzzer be- on, on a yeah. buzzer beat him beater last year to them and um they they were ready to play him uh, we were fully expecting to see the point guard honestly we were we were prepared for her to come back for our game and and see if she could play but um she yeah she broke her wrist and she's still coming back from that hopefully they get her back in about two weeks um but our girls were hungry they're ready to to beat him again Obviously, Katie Wagner had a monster game, uh, the double-double, 32 points, 12 boards, played uh, 36 minutes. We've seen her 
take over before, but this may have been <laughs> the best she's been. Yeah, we're kind of doing a little bit of different things with her that I think is allowing her a, d- a different way to score um, where she's not having to be so physical and she can kind of go to the basket when she wants to. And um, she's, she's doing a great job of seeing that and, and making it happen. Probably the most exciting part, Ellie Stearns and Brooke Levy combined to score 30. Uh, we've seen Ellie at times. Uh, Brooke, we see flashes, but uh, that was encouraging to see that. Yeah, I think that's the fun thing about going from freshman to sophomore year is we always see kind of a big jump. They're, things are starting to click. They start to realize kind of what we expect out of them, and, and they did a great job of, of scoring the ball, but, man, they got after it on defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you saw a lot is a lot of their shots came from because they got a steal and they got to shoot a layup or they kicked it out to Ellie because we got a steal and she got to shoot a three. And um, they're both believing in, in themselves and that they're capable of, of being good basketball players. It seems like Brooke, uh, and, and it's hard to always – she was a freshman last year because she seems so advanced at times. But, boy, she could ever – where she can finish because she's got a knack to mm-hmm. get to the rim. Seems like one of your quicker players on the team. Yeah, and she handles it good, and she's – it's awkward enough that she just gets by somebody. <laughs> and I think she's just a really hard player to guard, and she just does a great job of passing the ball too. And so yeah. I think um, she doesn't necessarily have the scores mentality, but she's also very capable of doing that. Played a lot of people, and, and we've talked before. For the season, uh, you get 200 minutes in a game to distribute, and you've you've brought it up and you've told your team about, hey, I mean, some your minutes may drop, but it could lead to the bigger things in the end. How do you think they they've handled that, and and you as a staff to try to figure all that out? I'm sure it's a little bit of a work in progress still. It is, it is, and and that's the beauty of having that many kids that can play is somebody's going to have a really good night one night and then the next night somebody else probably will have a really good night and then maybe she doesn't have as good of a night but somebody else will and so I mean that's part of being a coach is that the girls kind of tell you who they should be playing <laughs> um, they're either on their game and they need to be playing a lot or, or they're struggling and then next next man up um, so they do a great job they that was something I was most proud of and I think over and over and over over the weekend um, that parents were telling me man your bench they were great like they were so much fun to watch they were celebrating they were high-fiving and um, uh, something at the end of the, the second game is the stats kind of got messed up so we got told that we needed to kind of go through and make sure the stats were right and um, Sasha who wasn't suited up was like well make sure they stat my high fives <laughs> because she wanted she she was giving high fives like crazy and so I think that was something that was really encouraging How, how's she doing I know unfortunately we haven't really had a chance to watch her because she's been battling injury yeah nope her she broke her foot again so mm-hmm. um, it's something that we're not sure exactly what that's going to look like in the future. Potential surgery, maybe not. Maybe just kind of suck it up and go. Um, so we're just going to rest in it right now and just seeing what that looks like. All right, well, hopefully, because when she has played, we've seen glimpses of what how good she can be. All right, let's talk about uh, this weekend, a rare Sunday-Monday uh, matchup. that It was moved around from where it was originally scheduled because uh, MSU Denver is hosting the RMAC Volleyball Tournament this weekend. Uh, you're going to play Colorado Mesa in Lakewood at Colorado Christian University. That'll be on Sunday afternoon at 3, and then Monday at 3, you'll be back in at MSU Denver uh, to face uh, the Roadrunners. Uh, obviously, uh, they're a team that's struggling right now, but uh, Colorado Mace, I think they're undefeated, 5-0, yep. and, oh, and they've traditionally been pretty good. You played them, was it last year or a couple of years yep, ago? They maybe year. were d- down a little bit, but it looks like they're kind of right back. They've been a perennial NCAA tournament team out of the RMAC. Yeah, we played them here last year, and they actually had two key injuries That's right. um, in their season last year. So they have those kids back. 
They have a really good post player, um, so I'm excited to see how our girls match up with her. And then they actually have a freshman right now that's their second-leading scorer, um, so we haven't got to see her yet. And they, they play really good team basketball. They don't play a lot of kids, and so I'm hoping that our depth can kind of get to them, our pressure can kind of get to them. They really like to, to run their sets, and they have about 25 of them that they try to run, and they execute them really well. And so I'm hoping that we can just kind of get them sped up and kind of get out of their comfort zone. I mean, you look at you had the two games. You got these two Sunday, Monday. You'll play again over Thanksgiving break. And then that conference, I mean, it's like you, you blink, and it's almost going to be conference time. These games are obviously still important too, nubs for, you know, what's one of the ultimate goals every year is try to contend and win the MIAA, and it won't be here long before it starts. It won't be, and we've been watching scores, and it kind of looks like the conference is kind of all over the place, so it'll be – Interesting to see how that plays out. All right, sounds good. Talia, we appreciate it. Congratulations. Great job. Uh, batting a 1,000 right now. Let, let, <laughs> let's keep it up uh, as you go out to Colorado and take on uh, the Mavericks and the Roadrunners. Thanks, Rod. There you go. Talia Cars, head women's coach at Fort A. State University. Okay, so the schedule for Sunday is 3 o'clock for the women. The men will actually play at 1 o'clock Central Time against MSU Denver. We'll have both those games on Tiger Radio Mix 103. We'll go back-to-back like a doubleheader, just men first, then the women. Dustin will be calling the women's game since it'll be a little bit tough to get from point A to point B. And then Monday, it's a 3 o'clock Central Time tip as well. So some Monday matinee basketball, all three of those on Tiger Radio Mix 103, and all three should be streamed although I'm not sure about the game on Sunday because it's going to be at a neutral site. But if there is, there'll be a link on the four-day state athletics website. Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition invite you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We'll talk men's basketball. Mark Johnson joins us after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Brungart Howard CPAs wants to help make your life easier by finding solutions to your tax, accounting, and business issues. Are you dealing with IRS notices or possibly looking for ways to minimize taxes? Maybe you're starting a business or looking for advice on how to improve your business. Brungart Howard is here to help. Whether you need us to tackle complex issues or assist with payroll, bookkeeping, and sales tax, your time is important. Let us give you more. Brungart Howard CPAs, we can help. We do that. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at GlassmanCorp.com. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at hazemed.com. Carbon monoxide, or CO, is a silent killer. It's a deadly gas with no scent, color, or taste. Common CO sources are gas furnaces, propane space heaters, gas grills, and portable generators used indoors, and exhaust from automobiles. It's important to make sure you have a working CO detector in your home. Change your CO detector's batteries each year and check your detector's expiration date and replace as needed. A safety message from Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. 
Now ball knocked away by Nanabu, it's stolen. Fort Hays State basketball, a chance to take the lead. Elijah the rim, he missed it with the left hand, but Trajan Davis there to follow. And for the first time tonight, Fort Hays State has the lead. They score the first two baskets of the second half. They're on an eight to nothing run going back to the first half and lead 32 to 31. Some of the action from Friday night as the Tiger men opened up with a victory over Southwestern Oklahoma State, then followed that with a Saturday win over Arkansas Tech. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. It's brought to you in part by BTI, your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie Nest City and Pratt, BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. Joined now by head men's coach Mark Johnson and um, Congratulations. I know we talked before the game Friday night. Uh, first two games out of the gate, but, man, they carry so much weight because they're in region games. And you could point to last season maybe missing the NCAA because of a first game loss down at Southwestern Oklahoma State. You guys got off to a good start and got two hard-fought wins to, to open up the year down in, uh, down in Emporia. Yeah, you know, we've uh, these games should be played the, fir- the last weekend in December where you're closer to who you are and there's, it has a little more meaning we put, like I said, we put too much emphasis in these games uh, to determine who gets in the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. It's opening weekend. It's just a thing that needs to be changed but never will. Um, yeah, you know, we came out, and really last year we talked about going in. We were we played really bad down there, <laughs> and in the first ten minutes it was just a complete replay of last year. We, were, we just really got off to a terrible start again. Uh, really our returners struggled. Uh, our two new guys just carried us in the first half, R.J. Crawford and – uh, Sean Riley, if it wasn't for them, we probably would have dug ourselves too big a hole, uh, but got it to three and then just kind of played better basketball the rest of the weekend. Uh, but, yeah, it was we got off to a tough start. I don't know what that is about uh, the start to the season the last couple of years, but was proud of the way we responded back. Like I said, those guys were really good. In the, in, uh, Sean had 15 and 10. I think RJ had 15 for their first games. And then uh, our returners kind of – relaxed, settled in, and started to play well the rest of the game. And Southwest Oklahoma was probably a little better than we anticipated. It was a whole new, relatively new team, a new coaching staff. And, uh, you know, was was uh, and, you know they played the next night in Poria. It was closer at halftime, and they just kind of ran out of gas. But they're an impressive team and athletic, and I thought our guys handled it pretty well. To, we kind of did some things to hurt us at the end of the game, but Elijah made two big free throws to seal it for us. Now, you have always – I mean, I think you've made good adjustments in-game and at halftime. I don't know what you've told your team the first two two games at halftime because you've come out in the second half and really played well and have been able to get some separation of those first four or five minutes of the second half in the first two times out. Well, I'm pretty smart. I just said, guys, can you try to play better? And, uh, <laughs> there you go. That was, yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, no, they just came out, and, and really, like I say about this this group, uh, really the last few years, you know, we don't try to play. Like, the scores were 66-52 in Saturday and all that. You know, our guys just guard you, and it takes the other team so long to get a shot off. It's not something we're trying to – if we could score 100, but – to be in a high-paced game, you have to let the other team score pretty fast or at least shoot it pretty fast, and our guys don't do that. I think the biggest thing is is uh, our guys, I use this all the time the last few years, they're just relentless, you know, and the other team knows they're playing against our, our guys, our players, and they're going to have to play hard. I know that's a big talking point before the game. You guys have to come out here, you're going to have to play physical, you're going to have to play tough against these guys, and if you don't do it all the time, you can do it for a while, and I think our guys are just relentless and they're able to maintain that effort and that uh, toughness and that never backing down for the entire game. And eventually the other team cannot just sustain that uh, like our group can. And we can't do that every year. That's not something about our 
coaching or anything. <laughs> just we have a special group. For the last three years, uh, we have four of them left. You know, uh, Trey, B, Elijah, and Caleb. Uh, you know, it seems like each year we're losing a couple of those guys. So it's not something that we can do every year. We try to do it every year, uh, but these guys just are relentless and they don't get, they don't give an inch uh, the entire game. And eventually, the other team kind of has a hard time uh, staying with them as far as effort and, and toughness. We talked a lot about how good defensively you've been the last couple of years, and not sure how this team's going to line up just with the the new faces. I mean, the, the effort's been there, and, and obviously. A long ways to go, and it's never probably to the the level you would like. But about how about the def- defense? How do you feel that they handled it in the first two games out, and uh, this team have a chance to be pretty decent? There? Yeah, we weren't very good the first ten minutes of the of the weekend. <laughs> After that, I thought we were really good. Um, you know, I'd say the concern is we're not as big as we've been. You know, B having to slide down to the five that moves trade down to the four. Where last year they were three, played the three and the four. So I think our size could be as a a thing. You have to have size to be successful uh, defensively, and uh, you know, so but we, we we're they're getting after they're trying. I think our new guys are getting better, and uh, we just got to keep uh, doing uh, what they do every day, and and we'll have a, a big big test this mm-hmm. weekend on the road against a very talented team, and it'll, I'm just curious to see uh, what we can do, and and uh, again we're still in a, a new process here, even as we said uh, all weekend, players and coaches are trying to figure this team out what we need to do to be successful, and it's a work in progress. Eight days to practice now after the first two games. Maybe not ideal, maybe ideal. I mean, a chance to, I guess, get get, get some video out and, and work on uh, the things you need to work on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, from a player's standpoint, it's probably not the best because, you've, <laughs> we, like I said, we start now in the end of August and you go all the way up through, you finally get to play uh, games and now you have to go right back and, and practice all week. So it can be difficult. But I think to this point, our guys have done a really good job of, of trying to get better all week and, and preparing the way you have to prepare. You mentioned it, tough ones this weekend or a tough game. It's going to be on Sunday at 1 o'clock Central Time out in Denver. Uh, MSU Denver, the Roadrunners, former Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference foe. And uh, they had a new coach last year, and they had an okay year. They were below 500, but they returned most of the key players, and he's brought in some more. They had two impressive wins to start the season. Obviously, I think they play tomorrow night, uh, but um, it's going to be a big-time test, and you've said maybe the toughest non-conference test you'll have this year. Yeah, they're much improved. They're, I would assume, I don't remember their records over the last, I would say this is probably arguably their best team they've had in 10 years possibly. I think they're really good. They have everybody back from last year that was a good player. The big guy was, is arguably one of the best big guys we play all year. Mm-hmm. I really felt like that was the only guy, Ian. He, he, he took it to Ian, which that was about the only guy that could do that. And then he was at a previous Division two, and for whatever reason, his guys last year didn't come with him. But he took the three best players off their team at Belmont Abbey that was a good program. So, you know, he had about seven guys back, and he added the three best players at another Division two team. So they'll be big. They're athletic. They really try to press. They try to get, get, uh, get the game up and down and things like that. Um, it's a road game. Uh, their officials, and I don't mean that in an integrity way, just each region of the country, each league calls the game different. You know, in our league, you can pretty much pound on each other, and there's not going to be a lot of fouls called. Um, you go to the RMAC, we've noticed when we've been scrimming, they call it much, much tighter, which I don't think helps us. We would like the game to be called a much more loose and be a more physical game, so we're going to have to adjust through that. Uh, just the way, and that's again, that's even when two RMAC teams are playing. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against, it's not a Fort Hayes thing. It's just their their league calls it much tighter, and it's a much more non-physical game. And we probably would like to have it as physical as it can be. So it'll be a great challenge for us. 
uh, heading into uh, you know conference play, being on the road against to me. I, again, I think there's a chance. Again, when you watch film, you never know for sure. But I think there's an opportunity. This could be a top ten most talented team we play all season, and it's early in the season, so it'll be a good test. All right, it'll be fun to hook up with the Roadrunners at the Auraria Event Center. I think the last time we were there was a pretty good Tiger win, if I remember right. Right, Jeremy Atwater kind of went crazy in that game uh, when it was an uh, RMA CFOs. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, great start, and uh, looking forward to a big matchup Sunday out in Denver. All right, thank you, Jeremy. There you go, head coach Mark Johnson of the Four Day State Tigers. Again, that'll be a one o'clock Central time tip we'll have it right on the tiger sports network tiger radio mix 103.3 and it will be video streamed as well which you can see the link on the uh, fort hay state athletic website and you can always sync the radio broadcast with the uh, tv network feed use the tune in app and then pause whichever one's running ahead to the opening tip Tiger Talk brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. Head football coach Chris Brown joins us next. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. BTI now delivers John Deere parts, tools, and more directly to your farm or home. Visit bti-direct.com for their full catalog. All products ship with fast, affordable shipping options. Need something delivered in a hurry? Just email orders at btiequip.com or get connected to your local BTI parts counter. That's orders at btiequip.com or visit them online at bti-direct.com. Harvest is over and the wheat is drilled. Now is the perfect time to come and see us and put your health first. My name is Devin Reed, nurse practitioner and primary care provider, inviting you to visit me at First Care Clinic on 22nd Street in Hayes. I am currently accepting patients and I want to provide you with first class care you deserve and can expect from us. To schedule a visit with me, give us a call at 785-621-4990 or go to firstcareclinic.com to request your appointment. Let's take on your health together. The Taco Shop, 333 West 8th Street in Hayes, is ready for you to stop by. And if you're not in the mood to eat out, eat in at your own home by having the Taco Shop deliver. On special this month, the Taco Burger, $249, Taco Supreme, $259, and the Chicken Burrito, $479. Come on down to the Taco Shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. Come down to the Taco Shop. They hand it up the middle to Dixon. Cuts to his right, breaks a tackle. 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown! Ford Hayes State. Travis Dixon with his second rushing touchdown of the first quarter has given the Tigers the lead at 12 to 10. Yeah, some of the action from Saturday. Heck of a football game. Unfortunately, the Tigers come up three points short to the Emporia State Hornets. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. Did want to mention before we talk some football, uh, we're talking about basketball. Next Tuesday, Fort A. State men will be at home against Central Christian College. That'll be a noon tip-off at Gross Memorial Coliseum. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a fun event. The, uh, there'll be a lot of kids there. The uh, elementary schools from USD 489 K-8 through will be 
there, uh, Holy Family Elementary, and both uh, TMP Marion and Hayes Middle School students will all be there. So should be a, a fun environment for Tuesday afternoon basketball, a noon tip at a Gross Memorial Coliseum. All right, we're joined now by head football coach Chris Brown. Um, it was a highly entertaining game on Saturday. I guess the only bummer was you, you came up on the wrong end of a 45-42 score, um, and, and I'm sure you have a game like that. You can get, I mean, obviously the muff punt played a big factor in that, but uh, it, it's a lot of other things could have changed that throughout the game. But, uh, boy, your guys battled against a really good football team and just unfortunately came up three points short. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, but our, our kids, I mean, all year long have battled. Um, they fought every, every game, and, uh, you know, you can't ask for more than that. I mean, they did everything we asked them to do. Through the, through the season, um, watching film, lifting weights, practice, and, uh, you know, they competed, you know, all four, you know, not all four quarters <laughs> sometimes, but you know, they never quit, and they just kept battling, you know, year in, year in. It's not that one play that, that cost us that game. You know, we gave up too many big plays defensively, and, uh, you know, we shut some of those things. I thought we did a better job in the second half, but the first half we didn't really shut them down at all. So, uh, you know, a team like that and a quarterback like that, it's 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 hard, but it, it's you, you can get those things done. We just got to be a little bit stickier in our coverage and, uh you know, keep our eyes open and keep everything in front of us and not let them have those big plays. The game kind of flipped because uh, halftime was the only thing that stopped them in the first half. They scored on every possession. But then you look, uh, you had, uh, I think throughout the game, you stopped them five times. They were all in the second half. They had six stops against you. Uh, you started looking at the numbers. You actually had more offense. It kind of evened out. What changed in that second half? Because other than their opening drive, the only other score they got was after the muff punt, and they got the ball close to the to the goal line. You guys were much better uh, defensively in slowing them down after halftime. We didn't really change anything. You know, we, we kept the same coverages, um, same blitzes. I mean, everything was absolutely the same, just – our guys played a little bit stickier than like we were asking them to do. And, uh, you know, and it kind of took some of those routes away from them. We got a little bit more pressure on them and made them scramble a little bit more. But, you know, we really didn't change much, you know, defensively. We kind of kept the same game plan. Um, maybe played a little bit more cover three than we did in the first half. But we kept things in front of us for the most part in, in the second half. And we actually got some stops and got them in, you know, some second, third and long situations and, and got the ball back to our offense. But I thought our offense played very, very well in this game. I thought Jack maybe had one of his, his better games, yep. maybe his best game of the year. Obviously, you look at the, the numbers you guys put up, but he was very efficient. It seemed to run the ball when it was there a little bit more, made the right pass, and um, and, and made the smart pass throughout the game. He did. You know, I don't think he really made any big, huge mistakes in this game at all, and he did run when he needed to run. And uh, I think he was just a little bit healthier as well and wanted to get to that next game too. So uh, sometimes you, you sell out a little bit more. You know, when when things are kind of on the line and then trying to get to that next game. And, but I thought by Jack's game, this game, was probably one of his best ones all year long. Talk about to Travis Dixon. We heard the highlight earlier. He has a couple of rushing touchdowns, finishes with 154 yards. Uh, that, and we kind of saw it the week before as well. But saw there at the end of the year, the, the guy uh, you think he can be, that was obviously his best game as a Tiger. It is. It's always hard to, you know, kind of transition from a junior college, you know, to, to a four-year and learn the system and, and then trying to figure out, you know, offensive line, the blocking schemes and all those things. But, you know, as the year went on, I think he got a little bit better these last two weeks were his, were his best weeks. And uh, I thought he did very well for us. Um, he's a very physical runner, and he's hard to bring down. So I'm glad he's on our side. Uh, we just got to get him a little bit stronger and hopefully get him a little bit faster this spring and, uh, and, and let him let him run get after it next, next fall. Obviously, it was tough because um, – uh, 
the way it, everything went down, Missouri uh, Western blowing a, a big lead and end up losing in double overtime uh, at Missouri Southern uh, probably uh, well, keeps you out of any bowl contention. So kind of a difficult way for it to end, uh, kind of the double whammy there, and, and that being the end of the year for everybody because they'd worked so hard and uh, just come up uh, one game short of, of extending their season in one way or another. Yeah, they did. You know, and I was hoping we'd get that next one because, I mean, our, our kids were, you know, we, we played hard all season and they worked their tails off all season long and, you know, it, it was a different group, and you could you could you could feel it. You know, through the game, just the intensity that they played with, uh, you know, the brotherhood that they played with as well, and, and fighting for one another and battling with each other, and the positivity positivity that they played with as well for each other. And I mean, they just they just played hard, and, and it's hard to always have that last that last game and, and it be over because it's it's really weird for a coach. You know, this time of year right now, especially on Sunday when you're used to going to the office and watching film and breaking down and getting ready for the next week, and then like today's game planning and practice, and you just kind of transition to this whole new recruiting now okay now we're and then they meet with the players too you know you gotta meet with all your players before you get on the road and meet because you know they come first and we just gotta make sure you know if they're coming back or they're not coming back and those things but the transition's hard but it's I wish we could have got one more because I really want to play one more with this group of guys. Well, we'll talk about the offseason, what the spring looks like, recruiting and all of those things when we come back. Uh, we'll talk some more football with Chris Brown. Remind you, the Tiger Talk brought to you tonight by, by the Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story, and Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. It's Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. One final segment with head coach Chris Brown right after this on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. These are challenging times in healthcare. But you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at HazeMed.com. Too much football? <laughs> There's no such thing. Especially not when Next Tech has you covered with the fastest internet and the best combination of streaming and live TV. Get gig speed internet and deluxe TV now for the perfect football watching experience. You'll never have to choose which game to watch. Next Tech lets you catch them all. Buffer free at an unbeatable price. Don't miss the action. Get started at next-tech.com today. Stock up this winter with holiday season savings from Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Save $10 when you buy two Night Vision 2-packs. Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil, 5-quart size, $20.99, and 1-quart size, $4.49. Staybill Fuel Stabilizers, $6.69 each. Scott Shop Towels, $3.99 each. And Howe's Fuel Additive Diesel Conditioner and Anti-Gel, $10.49. Get great deals during the holiday season savings event at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Napa know-how, Napa know-how. Hey, Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com drive. Go Tigers! Dawson to throw. Again, time in the pocket. Looking downfield for Watts. Makes the catch. Touchdown. Ford Hayes State just across the goal line. Trevor Watts hauls it in. A 24-yard touchdown pass. And the Tigers have cut it to five. 38-33 with 17 seconds to go in the third. 
Yeah, Trevor had a heck of a day. 210 yards, 13 targets, 13 catches. He uh, had a had a monster game as the Tigers come up just a little bit short to Emporia State. Four-day state football invites you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober uh, driver. Uh, before we talk about uh, the offseason recruiting, I, I, senior day, one, it was a quick uh, uh, go of it because you don't have a lot of them, which is exciting. Um, I thought it was neat for some of the players who couldn't have family there their positions were there. I've not noticed that before. Like uh, uh, Jason Wallace, the defensive line core was there. With Jaquan Tillis, the rest of the running back room was there. That was neat. That kind of is a testament. You've talked about this being a special group. I think right there shows a lot of uh, the bond and just why this group had the type of season they did. Yeah, they're 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 a tight family and they really truly support one another and you know they're each other's biggest cheerleaders and you know they're going to do anything they can for their teammates as well and it was really cool to see that and you know represent Daniel Howard mm-hmm. as well and you yes. know a kid from you know Emporia being out there with them they're best friends through high school and and middle school and all that and then you know Mikel being there with that young man at that same time and just kind of showing his support you know for him too so it's just the kids we got we just got tremendous kids great character um, I can't say enough good things about them. Not a lot of time left. All conference, you had 17 to the list. John Johnson, the only first-team pick. A lot of second, a lot of third. Um, I guess first, happy with it? I mean, because you look, I mean, there's so many good players in the MIAA with such good teams this year. Yeah, I am. I mean, I still think we should have had a few more first teams. Right. Like, I really think Miles Menges was a first team and Jason Wallace and, and, you know, Trevor Watts with his production that he had this year, maybe not the touchdowns, but – you know, the way he played and the number of yards that he had, and he was kind of always our go-to guy to get first downs and things like that. But there's, you know, a couple others I thought could have been first-team guys as well. But, you know, the numbers are good. Um, win more games, you probably get more, you know, mm-hmm. first-team guys as well. So that's just something we got to work on next year and, and get more guys on that list. Well, obviously the exciting part, you have a lot of guys back. And I know every year's different. There will probably be some who opt not to come back. Uh, but uh, you should have a good nucleus, a good core coming back, and then – you guys are going to be hitting the road heavy here to try to, to bolster the roster for next year. But obviously some exciting times for uh, uh, this upcoming offseason and, and season to come here in 2024. It is. I'm excited to see how these kids work. You know, we've got coaches out already um, in California and Texas and, you know, hitting the junior colleges already here in Kansas, hitting the JUCOs too. So they left out on Monday and kind of hit the road already. So we've already kind of hit that mode. And uh, I'm just kind of staying back, meeting with all the players and just kind of doing some exit meetings with them as well. And just kind of see what their decisions are because, you know, some will come with the portal and all those things going on now. It's it's just kind of the way it is. Well, hopefully a good core does come back. Uh, I know we're excited for uh, the upcoming season and uh, certainly have enjoyed watching this group throughout the, the year. After uh, three wins last year, seven is a lot more fun, and I know you like to even build on seven and uh, get us back to the playoffs. I absolutely agree, Jordan. I appreciate you, you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, have a good uh, happy trails on the recruiting trail. We look forward to be in 2024 before we know it. That's going to wrap it up for the program. Certainly hope you enjoyed it. It's brought to you today by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI and the Taco Shop. No program next Wednesday because of the Thanksgiving break. So we'll talk to you in two weeks. We'll talk some basketball as we'll be gearing up for conference play in the MIAA. It's going to wrap it up for all the coaches. This is Gerard Welbrock. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone.